just to welcome, I don't want to say before we begin, I want it to be the beginning, to welcome homes. I want to welcome Mei Mei Klenman back home. Welcome yeah. Mei Mei. I want to welcome Nate Isaacs as well back home. There are people who learn the parashya satire like looking for good vartim. And I can't say, I'm not m- mocking that because it's true, there's amazing ideas in the Torah and you could study the Torah and like there's, there's a good vart, there's gishmak, and, and, and I, I don't even mock that. Sure, there's good vart and good ideas and the fact somebody's looking in a very good place for very good ideas, I don't mock at all. But increasingly, as I get older, I, I want to study Torah and really find out about, about life and really try to connect to what's Hashem saying to us, what's being told to us, what direction. You can hear a good word, you want to hear a great word? Or you can actually like, figure out what Hashem's telling us, what is life, what is everything around us, what's, what's the oymek, what's, what's what, the Torah, stakel barai sabara alma, to have a basic havana and everything around us, you could study Torah. I want to study, I want to today, I want to tell you something that struck me in terms of what we're talking about. It means something to me. It's not a, a and then he has two questions on the way Hashem tells us something to study two points and really have a discussion. I do not, in the two questions, I don't have an approach. I'd like to study it with the guys, the Torah. And one thing struck me this year. A Pasuk that jumped off the page this year, for some reason, I don't, in the past, I can't say this jumped off the page, but in this, this time, learning Parashas Vayetze, is after Yaakov leaves Lavan, he runs away, Lavan chases him down, they have the confrontation and the conversation they have. And then it says, Vayashkem Lavan Baboiker, Lavan gets up in the morning early. He kisses his sons and his daughters. He gives them a bracha. And he leaves. Then the Torah says three words that are so obviously extra. And Lavan returned to his spot. Again, What's the Torah saying? What's the Torah saying? And Lavan returned to his spot. Those three words, Lavan says goodbye, he kisses and he leaves. Kol tov. Then the Torah is madgish and Lavan returns to his place. Vayash of Lavan l'mkaymai. And Lavan returns to his place. It says on Yaakov, the next is v'yakov halach l'darkoi. And Yaakov goes on his derech. Lavan returns Limkaimai and Yaakov returns Ladarkai. Very, very interesting. Now, I'm not being Medayak the Darkai and the Mimkaimai because Yaakov doesn't have a Makaim. He's actually on the road. But I am fascinated with the confrontation ends. The Torah is Madgish. Lavan returns to his Makaim and Yaakov's Halach Ladarkai. Yaakov continues on his journey. Lavan returns to his place. Yaakov goes on the road, continues on the road. 
So what? The Torah, Hashem is saying, stuff to, saying something to you and I, saying something profound. The Torah is talking to us and saying something. The Torah is not a story what was. Remember, we're not into history. By the have have what was, was. The Torah is only what is, not what was. So what is, is after this confrontation, Lovin moves on and Lovin returned to his place. And Yaakov continues on his journey. And the simple thing the Torah is saying, probably what Hashem is saying to us, literal, simple pshat, is that Lovin after 20 years of Yaakov being there is unchanged. Lovin goes back, Lomkaymai, and Lovin is not changed from this Yaakov Avinu just lived by him for 20 years, and Lovin goes right back to his Makam. And Pashtus is saying that Lovin's not changed. Yaakov continues on his derech. Yaakov, the experience, the experience of being by Lavan, and each experience is now continuing the journey and going with something. Yaakov doesn't return to his place. Yaakov continues on, ever richer, ever changed, ever more after an experience. And Lavan, after this experience, goes back, just goes back to what was. Nothing has changed. A very tragic Pasuk. 20 years Yaakov is in Beis Lavan. The Bechira Avais is in Beis Lavan for 20 years. And the Tyrus comment of when Yaakov leaves is Lavan return to his place. Somehow, some way, this experience didn't change him. He just goes back right to his place. And the Torah is mad that about Lavan, the incredible, it's almost an impossibility. He must have been a very skilled man. To be unchanged from truth takes a lot of skill. Truth by its nature would change anybody. An encounter with Yaakov would almost naturally change somebody. But Lavan is the Torah's madgish, is Vayashav Lavan Lemkaymai. Lavan returns to his place, unchanged from this encounter, just goes back to his place. Yaakov continues on the derech, the journey, another impact, another something that changed him. And Lavan goes back to his original Makan, Lemkaymai, goes back to his place unchanged, and the, this didn't impact him, the suspicion would leave one to ask, why wasn't he impacted? He just was with Yaakov Avinu, and that we have said before, that when there's a world of dishonesty, so the, the prerequisite to be changed by encounters is a willingness to be honest. If a person wants to be dishonest and close the world of honesty, so then after 20 years of Yaakov, Vayashav Lavlam Kaimai. There's something we discussed, we've discussed here, that when a person's living truth, anything that touches that person becomes eternal. We said that Lashon of Chazal, that the whole world was created for the involvement with the, with the tzaddik. When a person's serving Hashem, they're an eternity person, and every interaction becomes eternal. If they're at a cashier in the supermarket, for those five minutes, the cashier is touching eternity. Because somebody's serving, if you're buying stuff for Shabbos, it's, it's just a simple truth. The guy's at the counter buying stuff for Shabbos, that you're going to see in Eilam Abba, that the conveyor belt, the lady behind or a man behind the conveyor belt is going to be eternal. 
is eternal because they're put, they're processing Shabbos food on the conveyor belt, and you're an eternity maker. And anybody who touches and is involved with eternity, that by its nature is eternal. So. A person serving Hashem and living with the Eternal One is a creator of eternity. You implanted means that we have the power to have payers from to create more You put inside of us and we have the power to bring it out and have payers. We're eternity makers. And anybody who serves Hashem is an eternity maker. To the point that if somebody's checking out their stuff, that's eternal. They're checking out stuff for Shabbos Kodesh. What what strikes me here is when Yaakov's by love and Lavan's eternal, all his cheating is is relevant for eternity. Now he could choose to be a part with Kedesh Shemayim, or he could choose reluctantly to be on the stage of eternity, and Lavan here. By hosting Yaakov is relevant Lenetzach. We study Lavan. All of us studied Lavan this week. And when he departs from Yaakov Avinu, from a life of relevance, Lavan returns. He leaves the stage. By Yashav Lavalim Kaimai. And the Torah makes a point. Lavan returns to his Makam, a place of anonymity. I can't say the word. But a place of irrelevance would be a word I could say. Lavan returns to his place of irrelevance. He, he returns to the place of all cheaters, of people who are not Isaac and Emes, are not Isaac and Chai Olam. Kolzmana Yaakov Avinu, the Ish Emes is there. So even the cheater in that, in that place of touching, of impact, and of involvement with Yaakov Avinu, he's on the world stage. Lavan then departs and says goodbye by Yashav Lavalim Kaimai. Lavan returns to his makam, the place of irrelevance. He had been relevant. I looked in Parshas Vayishlach. I checked, maybe in two Parshas, Lavan's gone. Now he's mentioned again in the Torah, not by name, interestingly, Arami Oyvedavi, only in terms of what he did when we recount what he did. But by Yashav Lavalim Kaimai, Lavan goes back to his makam, to his place, the place of all deceitful people, the place off the world stage, away from relevance, to anybody who's not an Ish Emes, Lavan when he departs from Yaakov, and the Torah makes a point that Yashav Lavalim Kaimai, Lavan now is going to go back to a spot. This was fascinating that we were discussing Lavan in the Torah, in many parashiyos, because the Lainivra Oilam HaLitzav Sashalzu, the whole world was created for the involvement with the tzaddik, for the involvement with, with, with the person who's serving Hashem. At the point that Lavan is detached from Yaakov, Lavan returns to his makam. He exits the stage of relevance and goes back to his place, the place of, of, of temporariness, the place of irrelevance, that which is not eternal and certainly not recorded in the Torah. He's no longer dealing with Yaakov Avinu. Fast by Yashav Lavalim Kaimai. I think specifically by Yaakov Avinu, that many people who enter the stage of the Torah and exit the stage, and why it would say it by Lavan, Yaakov Avinu is the exact picture of Gullus. He's the Av of Gullus. He's the Av who sends his Banim into Gullus, Yaakov Avinu. And Yaakov Avinu, that picture of all the places, many, many people have kicked us, have kicked the Yidn out of their countries. 
and they all, as soon as they kick the Yid out of their country, go back to their place of irrelevance. If you're deceitful, if you're not serving Hashem, if you're not in that place of, of, of being honest and serving the Rabbi Nishlam, living in the world of MS, so all the people exit the stage, they join the lovens of the world who choose to exit the stage, who can't, who, who no longer, who, who no longer are relevant. So I wanted to share that pasuk. It, it meant something to me. I wanted to share it with you. Michal, I want to ask two kashas on the parsha. They both are very, very curious to me. I think it's saying something. I don't know what it's saying. I want to share my kashas with the chevra. We discussed this kasha last year. We had some thoughts. Maybe I'd rather to have a live conversation now. If not, if, if, we'll see what happens. But what ha- in, in Yaakov Avinu is, living, is by Lavan for many, many years. And the Torah says, Vayishma's divrei b'nei Lavan. He starts hearing Lavan's sons talk. I am very fascinated by the scene. Yaakov's a rich man. And Yaakov worked for Lavan. And it's very, very fascinating thought that the outer appearance looks like Lavan makes Yaakov rich. At the end of the day, Lavan was work, Yaakov was working for Lavan. And remember, he came to Lavan a poor man. He cries in the parish about his poverty. Eliphaz stole all his money. Yaakov Avinu came there a very poor man. And now we're two decades later and Yaakov Avinu is a rich man. He has a lot. And one can sense that it came from Lavan. And Lavan's sons say this, Vayishma's divrei b'nei Lavan. Yaakov Avinu becomes aware of the chatter of Lavan's sons. Lamar saying, Lokach Yaakov es kol asher Lavinu. Yaakov Avinu, all that he has is really our dad's. Umeasher Lavinu ases kol And all this honor he took from our father. If you think this is history, you're clueless to the Jewish nation. You're clueless. Do you know every country we ever were in say this? Do you know in America this is what's being said now? If you don't hear B'nai Lavan talking, you are deaf. <laughs> B'nai Lavan are talking today. And B'nai Lavan always, always, it's not a story of the past. They'll always say the Jew has taken our wealth. And the Jew, this is the line always. Yaakov lives by B'nai Lavan for two decades. This is very present, Svi. We're not learning, we don't learn the past. My dahava hava. Yaakov is by Lavan. Yaakov, our Av. Our Av, which means Maisa Ave Sinim Labanim, which exists in the children. And Yaakov hears the B'nai Lavan saying, if you if you if you listen, if anybody here is listening to the news and hear what's going on, B'nai Lavan will take on all different names, and it might rhyme even with say. But B'nai Lavan saying, listen what B'nai Lavan say. Listen what they say. Vayishmas divrei B'nai Lavan. Yaakov Avinu hears B'nai Lavan saying, Lokach Yaakov es kol asher Lavinu. He took that which belongs to my father. And all the honor that he has is stolen from my father. That's what Yaakov Avinu hears the B'nai Lavan saying it. That's what he hears the B'nai Lavan saying. 
Then the Torah says, he hears chatter. He hears all of a sudden rumblings and murmurings. This has been our story for 3,000 years, my friends. We've had a long journey, Klal Yisrael the Banim. And at some point, Yaakov was there for two decades, and then he starts hearing rumblings and whisperings of the Bnei Lavan, that all the money that he's acquired, and in an odd sort of way, it did come. Now, Lavan was cheating him, beating him up. If, this, if you think this is history, I, I, please wake up. Now, the Bnei Lavan, Lavan's been hammering Yaakov Avinu and cheating and switching him, and Hashem wants to give bracha to Yaakov, and despite all the cheatings, Hichlef es maskorte aseres meinim. Lavan constantly is trying to stop Yaakov from the success that Yaakov has. He is not the cause of Yaakov's success. These are open psukim in the Torah. Lavan tries to hamper and hinder Yaakov's success. And nonetheless, when God smiles at somebody, they're matzliach. And then the Bnei Lavan whisper that which externally sort of looks like the truth. It's complicated. Yaakov, you did come here penniless. You were an immigrant, you had nothing, and today you're doing well. Where did you get that from? You, got, you were trying to help me, you were trying to hurt me. You weren't. But the Bnei Lavan will always see what's, what's always complicated because externally there's almost... It's like almost true, just not. Almost true, just not. Because Yaakov did come penniless, and in the context of him working for Lavan, got rich. It wasn't Lavan's intention. Lavan made every attempt to thwart it, but it did happen. Yaakov got rich, and Lavan was there. You can't deny the bracha came, but Hashem gave it to Yaakov despite Lavan, not because of Lavan. And the Bnei Lavan start whispering, start whispering that all that, my, this all belongs to us. You came here, you were penniless, and you stole what's ours. All this honor that you have was stolen from us. Yaakov hears these rumblings. Then, that Pasuk, that, that Pasuk is, wow. Then, Vayar Yaakov is Bnei Lavan. Can you blame Yaakov's, them? what? Can you blame them? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, always, always, you can blame people always for lying. Could you, could you understand that people lie? A hundred percent. Could people justify lies? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Vayar Yaakov is Pnei Lavan, and then Yaakov sees Lavan's face. Lavan's looking at him different. Something has changed. So two things happen. Very interesting. The Torah doesn't even say, are these two things a correlation? Do his kids, and it's, it's, the Torah doesn't even say, his kids are whispering, and Lavan looks at Yaakov different. For 20 years, Yaakov is there, and things are, Lavan's giving a friendly face. But Lavan is not looking at him at the same. Now, I don't know, the t- in, in a lot of ways, I'm almost bothered by the order of these two psukim, because I would tend to think that it would start from Lavan. I would tend to, and I'm actually surprised, Hashem writes things very exact. If I was writing it, and thank God I'm not, if I was writing it, I'd actually first write that Lavan is like looking at Yaakov different, and as such, the Bnei, the Bnei Lavan start murmuring. 
It's interesting who it starts from fascinates me. Yosef, I'm very fascinated that the Torah records Yaakov hears the Bnei Lavan and then he sees. It's very interesting. There's Shmiya and Re'iyah. There's hearing and seeing. Yaakov hears the Bnei Lavan murmuring, sees that Lavan looks at him, something's different. Lavan's had it with him and he could see that. I'm very interested that the Banim, first the murmurings of the sun are recorded. I would actually wonder if I was suspecting events, I would actually suspect that Lavan is the first one. Kids usually come from their parents. It interests me. I would first say that Yaakov sees Lavan and Lavan's, Lavan's looking different. And then as such, the kids start murmuring. Interests me that the kids murmur first. I don't know what the reason for that. But Yaakov Avinu hears Divrei Bnei Lavan saying, and then murmuring. Yaakov sees Lavan no longer is looking in the same. Okay, two events happen. Father, son, son's father. And then Hashem says to Yaakov, Go back home. Go back to Israel. And my cash is... Why did Tyre record the first two things? God tells him to leave. Why does the Tyre record? There seems to be zero, there's no follow-up. Yaakov sees, Yaakov hears Lavan's kids murmuring bad stuff. Nothing comes of that. There seems to be no reason to record that. Nothing comes of that. Yaakov sees that Lavan is not looking at him the same. Nothing comes of that. Next Pasuk, Hashem says to Yaakov, I want you to leave. Why did Tyra record those two first things? They seem to have no shaykhs. Why did the Tyra record? I am not asking the Shla Kaddish Kasha. The Shla asks that when Yaakov Avinu says to leave, Yaakov says, I, you know, he's been bad to me, he's cheating me. That the Shla Kaddish, positivity, no martyrdom, beautiful schmooze, or Moshe Feinstein, Excellent, excellent raid. I'm asking earlier in the Torah, okay. why does the Torah record? It records, Hashem says to Yaakov, leave. Before Hashem says to Yaakov, leave, it records two events that the Torah doesn't say, therefore what? B'nai Lavan stop murmuring stuff. One, Lavan's looking at Yaakov different. Two, Hashem says to Yaakov, leave. What are the... Non-separatory. Doesn't make sense. Explain. Uh, Yaakov started hearing bad things, right? So Hashem's like, it's time to go. Because of that? Because of that. Hashem's like, time to go back to, your, to, to the land. Hashem's worried about those maybe. thoughts. So why is it important that Yaakov noticed it? It's Hashem saw it, Hashem always knows. Maybe, maybe Hashem Hashem saw it and Yaakov started realizing it. So why is it matter if Yaakov realized it? Hashem maybe, says to Yaakov. Hashem's not going to make it without... Maybe. Hashem told him to leave. Hashem's worried... I don't think it's saying Hashem saw these two events and said leave, because then it doesn't have to say, it would say, and Div B'nai Lavan started saying, and Lavan started himself getting frustrated, so Hashem said to Yaakov, leave. The Torah is not saying that. Yaakov Avinu hears B'nai Lavan murmuring. Yaakov Avinu sees Lavan himself is, is not liking him. Hashem says to Yaakov, leave. Of what Hashem significance? Didn't want, didn't want Yaakov to get influenced and think that they, that his his success came from came from the Nada Shem. 
Therefore what? I'm not asking why Hashem get out of there. I'm asking there's, there's an event, there's, there's two, three events recorded that I can't get the flow. Yaakov hears B'nai Lavan saying bad stuff. Yeah, one. He sees Lavan is against him, two. Hashem says, Yaakov, you should leave. What does that have to do with him? No, what just that? If the etzem fact that they're murmuring, the etzem fact that Lavan's answer, Hashem said leave, so just say, Lavan's kids are murmuring. It's nothing to do with Yaakov notice. Yaakov notices two things, Hashem says leave. What's happening? What's, what's this, what are we being told? I'm not looking for a vert. I want to know what Hashem's saying. I'm, Hashem's telling, he's saying, Dan, this is what happened. Dan, listen, this is what happened. What's, what's, he be, what's being said here, Momo? Wow. That's a pshat. That's, Momo's saying something. In, in the world of pshat, Momo said a pshat. What did he say? Momo said that the tire is recording that even though Yaakov sensed to leave, he wasn't going to leave till he had the Dvar Hashem. That's, you're saying, so the Torah records Yaakov seeing things that are bad, he hears, and yet he waited till Hashem said, and the Torah is being mad, Yishnet. So Yaakov Avinu heard Bnei Lavan say this, he saw Lavan's face, and yet he wasn't going to leave till Hashem says. It's a very, very nice pshat. Very, very nice pshat. So records what he saw and heard to teach us this lesson that yet, that's very, very inbounds. Very inbounds. I suspect as more, I suspect. I like the pshat though. I like the pshat and it's very shy. One can convince me. It's Shaykh. Shlomo, you hear what Momo's saying? That this, I'm not convinced that that's Hashem's saying, but I still, but I still like it. No, it's legit. It's legit. I, I, I would not be shocked if a Mefarish said that. I would not be shocked. I looked at I've seen. Other, other smart people other than Momo have said this as well. That's intelligent. The Torah gave over. He hears B'nai Lavan saying things. He sees Lavan's face not with him. Hashem says, Yaakov, leave. You see, he didn't leave till Hashem said it. So you could say he was told, you'd have to ask, Yaisa says, why wouldn't he leave from that? What, what, what I learned from that, why wouldn't he leave? There's not like, you could ask by the Teva, he got it safely go into the Teva, so you don't leave till, he not, he, he, so you could say Kibbutz but it was a breach in Kibbutz to stay away. You have to answer, so why wouldn't he leave? So you could say, well, it was Kibbutz that he went, his father said, but his father said to get a shidduch, he's allowed to go back, so why wouldn't he leave? That's weird. What's the lesson? He wouldn't leave till Hashem said, that's funny. What, shouldn't he leave from that alone? So that's, that's a very solid cash on your approach. He wouldn't leave till Hashem said, and why not? As if Hashem, by the teva, it says he didn't leave till Hashem said, same in a teva, because Hashem said, go into the teva. So that's taka, and you don't leave till Hashem says leave. Here, there was no tzivu to be there. Fakir was a chiddush to be there, so why wouldn't he leave? Why does he need the tzivu of Hashem? That would be an important question. If somehow he saw that he should be there, you'd have to, you'd have to ask that. So that, solid kasha. Do we have another, what? It's not weird. The reason why you also would what's he doing there? Yeah, get out. Taka, get out. 
get, yeah, get out. And if you hear, so it's very true. What's happening here? Of what relevance to what he heard and what he saw? It, it, in any level, it, we could start in Pshat, there's, there's Drash, Remes, Sai, there are, there are Yanim going on here for sure. Tifin, Yanim that are relevant, Lenetzach, that are relevant for all our lives. The Torah is talking to us, and Hashem's talking to you and I, and, and describes something that's been relevant in all the Torahs. Interesting. Hashem speaking by Yom Hashem or Yaakov. Somehow you're saying means that he he looked in that realm. Doesn't really. Spe- it says Hashem said to him, but you're saying for any conversation means that's where he went when there was some difficulty. If he wouldn't have noticed, there wouldn't have been such a tzivui. I want to say, Binyan, I want, we could talk about the different ideas. It, it's it's Kedai. I mean, anybody not to talk about the Torah, the Tashem's talking to us. So people look up Shatim's excellent, and there's Machshav, and I, I'm increasingly trying learning Svasem's. So I don't want it to replace trying to hear what Hashem's telling me. And I want to learn Torah. And Hashem's talking, and I need, a, I need a study. I need a study, Torah, and hear what Hashem's saying. Hashem's talking to us. This is a story of relevance, <laughs> of incredible relevance. I want to say something, Benjamin, like this. I want to say that of, we're used to, whenever it says Hashem says to Yaakov, how come, what Nevoa looked like, and there's certainly a, a communication of talking to. That's for sure exists. There's also communication through events of your life. I think when, when, when a guy, I'll give a mashal, it says Hashem's mezavig zivuga, and Hashem sets up your shidduch. Now what does it mean Hashem sets up your shidduch? He does everything. This world is only Hashem. He sets up Shaduchim. He also makes us breathe. He also brought us all here. He also, any, I just made that movement. Anything exists in Hashem's reality. So everything's Hashem. Everything exists in Hashem's reality. So what do we mean Hashem makes Zivugim? 
What that means, simple pshat, is the place that you can most experience Hashem. It's the most begalui. Shedochim, more than other realms of life, you'll see Yad Hashem. Reb Chatzkel, the great mashkiach, the great Mir and Panovich mashkiach, Reb Chatzkel, when he, got, he was somebody who was very, very careful on his words. He didn't talk a lot. He was very measured, Reb Chatzkel. And if somebody was a chasni, he'd call him over, tell me the story. And he would ask, tell me the whole story of your shidduch. What was he doing? He was trying to experience Hashem. In shidduch, and more than other places, there's a nerdic ashkocha. Anybody's shidduch, like things happen, like whacked out more than other areas of life. If you learn how to listen, you have to hear Hashem saying things to you. Hashem talks through our experience. He's running the world. When things happen, he's saying something. You have to learn how to listen. When we hear in the parashat events and Hashem says to Yaakov, Hashem spoke, what he, what he, it was the middle of the conversation. The things happening, Hashem was telling him something. Now why Hashem eventually speaks it out, I don't know the answer and I'm confused. But... He hears B'nai Lavan saying, he sees, and Hashem says to him, I don't, I don't, again, I'm reading the Torah, Hashem said it to him, as, I, as he's noticing these things, and, and so Hashem says, what I, you see what I'm telling you. So again, the events happening is Hashem talking. This happened because Hashem's going to say to Yaakov, so the world is setting in motion. We hear the world of Hashem. I don't think Hashem said this because it's hot, because the Bnei Lavan. I think the Bnei Lavan did it because Hashem, Hashem's about to tell Yaakov something. So the world moves to the deeper of Hashem. Hashem has planned to tell Yaakov something. As such, this happens and that happens. The world is, ex- is the expression of the will of Hashem. So Hashem says to Yaakov, Vayishma as divrei b'nei lavan. Vayar Yaakov are all the events that happen when, when Hashem has decided to tell Yaakov, leave. And as such, the Torah records b'nei lavan talk, b'nei lavan is different. And of course, as you expect, Hashem said to Yaakov, all these events were occurring because of this ratzin of Hashem. So the world talks along, I don't want to say along with Hashem. When there was prophecy, the words were put into deeper. When there's no prophecy, so all the events happen that Hashem is saying to Yaakov, we have to learn to hear the Shuvah Eretz Secha. And again, we're not Zeichet to prophecy today, but we are Zeichet to the Anhaga of Hashem. And if we hear Bnei Lavan saying things, and if we see Lavan's Ein and Imai, so then that might lead to believe. Get ready. I, I, I don't know if there's the place for you. Clearly the world's saying something. that We're being moved somewhere. Wow. Something's happening. That's what I suspect. But I, it's not exact because Hashem did say it. So what do you have to say it? Just, but there's a day that it's said. But because Hashem is saying it, the world moves in that direction. I'm not exact, Ilan, because... Like what Nate said. That what? But Nate was saying Hashem was responding because of this. This is because of Hashem, not Hashem because of this. This was because Hashem has planned to tell Yaakov it's time to leave. So the world moves that way. So things... I don't know. I don't know. I, I think there's something to study here. These psukim are, are just riveting. 
the Vayishma, the Vayar, and Hashem saying to leave. I suspect a lot of the world moves once Hashem has decided to tell Yaakov, and you could see it in the world. Hashem spoke it out. There was something called prophecy. Today we don't have prophecy, but we have Bnei Lavan, and we have Lavan himself. So I think today listening to Bnei Lavan's behavior, and again, if we had prophecy, it would be Vayoyim Hashem al Yaakov. And again, I don't know how Hashem, he sees this. In our world, that would be saying, and I'm sure Yaakov, it's funny that the Torah describes, he vayishma vayar, and then a conversation with Hashem. This is how, and again, at that point of prophecy, then he gets an amira. The vayishma vayar, we still have opportunity to see. I don't know. I don't know. I asked the guys this, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have an agenda other than to try to find out. If somebody has a pshat, binyamin, we could discuss further. I'm interested, vayishma vayar, and Hashem tells him. What I want to ask further, and I don't know again, Shlomo, is that when he tells his wives it's time to leave, so he says, I see your father's face that he doesn't look at me the same way. And then he speaks out, you know I served him hard, you know he cheated me many, many times. And then he says, Hashem came to me and said, it's time to leave. Yaakov does not record the Bnei Lavan. It's interesting, in the Psukim, when he says, when he calls Rachel and Leah, and he says it's time to leave, he does not speak about the Bnei Lavan. I see your father is not looking at me the same. Why didn't Yaakov record the Bnei Lavan? Why didn't he tell Rachel and Leah, the Bnei Lavan, that your brothers are murmuring? He doesn't say that. That's interesting. He should have said two things. That's two things he noticed. He noticed Divrei Bnei Lavan and he noted Bnei Lavan. When he tells Rachel and Leah, he says Bnei Lavan. He does not say, I've heard Divrei Bnei Lavan. And my question is, why doesn't he record that? Lavan's kids mur- murmuring, Lakach Yaakov is Kolashar Lavinu. Why doesn't he record that? Very good. Very good. I almost wondered. Momo, I asked the order of the Torah, could be the Divrei B'nai Lavan are more open and what you hear first, that's blatant they're saying it's much more sudden Lavan's face and only the order of events is B'nai Lavan speak and then he sees that which is more subtle and the deeper problem and by the way probably what causes the B'nai Lavan it's only recorded second because it's harder to see it's not open. Wow. It's not meant to be seen. So you first, it's probably what happens. It would make sense, if that's the true story, it makes sense he just says, because that's the key point, is your father doesn't want me here. The B'nai Lovin is only the journey, how he discovers. First you hear the kids speaking, what is this? Where are they getting this from? Then he notices the much more subtle P'nei Lovin. When you record it, you just say, Lovin doesn't want me here. That's the key point. The other thing is just the journey. So. I do, I te- it does look that way a little bit. So the B'nai Lovin is what you hear first. That's good. 
But then you notice that where is this coming from? The B'nai Lavan say things come from deeper places. The deeper place is much more subtle and hard to see. So what was the Torah recording with the B'nai Lavan? Yaakov Avinu's journey, in, in the first thing he heard is... He wouldn't have noticed Lavan's mind. That's much more subtle. That's, that's not the first thing that you see. The first thing is... the murmuring, hey, hmm, Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be the story. And then when you record it, the key is that I see doesn't want me here. It doesn't matter. Like Momo said, the other thing is not the point. The Bailam doesn't want me here. The B'nai Lavan say, says, this one, it's all noise. But if that points to a deeper reality, I'm not wanted here, that's, that would be the story. That would... I think, I think in, a, in a serious way, see, I, I don't want to leave things to Diukim. So what's Kalish saying? So uh, Kalish says nothing. I'm trying to learn Torah. You ask that in the world we're hearing B'nai Lavan say a lot of stuff. So, and then we're wondering where this stuff comes from. Never just, B'nai Lavan talk comes from places. And you just say kids, anti-Semites, they come from places. It takes time to see what's more subtle. So then what am I suggesting? That Hashem saying, leave America, Mashiach. I, I'm saying that I don't know. I'm saying that you have to pay attention to events. Hashem talks to events. Anybody just sees a, a spike in anti-Semitism today. Stuff, if, not to be silly, things are going on. I'm never the guy I didn't like, I didn't appreciate growing up. We, we always have fear mongers. It's us or the rice to do. And I came from a generation that was closer to the Holocaust, and we always had to obey him say, it could happen again, and chas v'shom to talk that way. It's inappropriate. And to ever create fear, why would you fear, Manger? We, Imanu Kel, life is good today, and Hashem was good to us today, will be good to us tomorrow. I'm not creating any fear. I actually have a lot of faith. Hashem is so good to me today. Why wouldn't I think it would be good tomorrow? And chazdei Hashem, we live in good times. We're safe in our house. Nobody's attacking us. When we see things happen in the world, learn to, like, to learn to, Hashem talks through the world. Don't tune it out. What he's saying, so you could say to Hashem, I don't know what you're saying. I don't hear it clearly. And I'm not saying I know what he's saying. But I am saying that you don't ignore, that Yaakov Avinu didn't ignore. Yaakov is any, the big Rabbeinu Tam, before he spoke in Rome, studied the sugyas of Yaakov Avinu to learn how to speak to the Roman government. Rabbeinu Tam. He, he, Rabbeinu, Rabbeinu HaKadosh. Rabbi Yudah Nasi. Rabbi Yudah Nasi, Rabbeinu HaKadosh. I said, I'm yelling at me, not you. Rabbi Yudah Nasi, before he spoke to Rome, studied these parshas understand that this is the parish of Gullus and understand that these things are meant to be studied. It wasn't irrelevant that B'nai Lavan was saying things. It wasn't irrelevant. Wow. It wasn't irrelevant that, Yaak, that Lavan looked at him different. Ultimately, it probably led to a prophecy, led. And his observing this, and this guy's point to this, Binyamin, I, I pushed off Binyamin, because Binyamin said if he wouldn't have noticed, Hashem would have said to him, I, I don't, I, 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 Binyamin might be right. There's something there that he notices and then Hashem says, he studies what happens and probably hears Hashem talking and then Hashem says it outright. I don't know how to frame it, Binyamin. I don't, I don't know how that works. But it's not nothing that B'nai Lavan say things. And 
There's a clarity the world brings to clarity, just understanding Hashem runs the world. And here, B'nai Lava and Yaakov Avinu, like slowly builds up to the message. Now, I don't know Joseitim. I don't know, maybe even when Vayoyimra Hashem means, he said, because Vayishma and this. Maybe that's even how he said it, I don't know. But I. Yeah, maybe. I sus- I wonder that, Daniel. I wonder that. I wonder that. That's a, yeah. If that's so, that's like staggering. But it's not insignificant that B'nai Lovin are saying what they're saying. It's not insignificant that Lovin doesn't want him there anymore. It's actually a, a prelude and, and bringing us towards the tzivu you get out of there. So I just want to point it out to our own, and not being a fear monger, maybe Hashem's preparing us. I don't know, and none of us know. None of us know, and, and, and maybe not. Maybe I don't like predicting. I don't know. I just do know that nobody should ignore. When B'nai love and say things, a guy to think it's funny, a guy to think it's like not a story, it is a story. And it's something if that elicits tefillah, so pray, of course you pray. And the correct response is, but it's not nothing to see B'nai Lovan talking. It's not nothing to see Lovan, it's not to be ignored. What it means, not, fear is not the answer, now I'm all scared. It's not to create an unhealthy fear, it's to be a person who's looking around, who's hearing, who's seeing, who's experiencing. It is not nothing that B'nai love and speak. That's, that's what I'll say. So what's the answer? We have to be mispal, Tashem, and give us the clarity to what you're telling us. We don't, we don't you know, that the people say, so it means move to Eretz Yisrael today. I, I see people that are, I, trust me, that people there are doing things that say move out. So I, I, I don't, I, trust me, I don't know the answers. I'm not saying what the answers are. I'm not at all saying what the answers are. I'm learning the Torah. I'm simply learning the Torah and saying that when B'nai love and murmur, it's not nothing. And for anybody to laugh and ignore it, I think is being silly. I think doesn't know that Hashem talks through B'nai love and through Lavan. Again, do, what's his message? What's he saying to us? I don't know. And you're allowed to say to Hashem, I don't know what you're saying. You're allowed to pray for things. You're allowed to, yeah, that's, I, I wanted to study this because this, uh, these are the sugyas we're living. To ignore it when things are happening that are remarkably similar is, yeah. This line I don't know every anti-Semite who ever liked the B'nai love and they're such loud mouths. They tell everybody this. Like, they know Chumash so much better than we do. <laughs> like, every anti-Semite, you know, people have like Mamari Chazal on their walls. I picture every anti-Semite has this Pasuk on his wall. <laughs> the Divrei B'nai Lovan. Lokach Yaakov es kol asher lovinu me asher lovinu as es kol Amazing how knowledgeable anti Semites are of the Torah, no? Ben Yaakov can't be quiet. They keep talking. It's like, can you keep this? But they love him, but they love him. That's Ben Yaakov. They knew that they. You mean facetiously? <laughs> no, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. The line is so familiar to what people say. This line is like, wow. And it's, it's maddeningly, it's madding, it's such a lie. Yaakov Avinu becomes despite, and Hashem is, is mamish smiling at Yaakov. 
but but the external view of such it's this this that Yaakov is exactly what goes on in Gullus. To the yid who's persecuted becomes big despite Hashem smiles despite, and then the decision of the bnei lavan that it's only because. <laughs> it's important that we know the story. That we know the story of Hashem smiling at us. It's important if they're not going to know the story, we at least have to know the story. Okay, there's more to talk. I want to learn more of the chevra, but I couldn't pass by these psukim, not analyzing a little bit. If I if today is too much of a cliffhanger, like so, it's like you, you didn't. What are you making of all this? I asked Mechila. I asked Mechil, but okay, we learned a little tire. Yes, Kerech, Rabbi, say. What's the name?